Welcome to If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, also known as Cleavagey Slut Bomb. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 2, Episode 14, Innocence. We're going to be talking about plot. We're going to be talking about characters. We're going to be talking about sex. Teen sex. So spoilers about for this episode and any episode before it, after it, the comics, and possibly even other shows or movies. If you listen to our podcast, you definitely won't lose your soul. So come on with us. Teen sex. <laughs> There's nothing worse than saying teen sex. I know. Doesn't it feel bad to it say It feels gross. <laughs> well, it's it teen 300-year-old undead vampire <laughs> yeah. sex. Yeah. Which is worse. Which is way worse. Hey, we're back. We've only been gone a day. Can you believe it? We just did this yesterday. Daniel, say hi. Hi. Stacia, say hi. 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 <laughs> uh, we're talking about Innocence today, which originally aired on January 20th. So this is the first episode to be aired on a Tuesday instead of a Monday. So yesterday's episode would have come out, surprise, and then the follow that would have been a Monday, and this would be Tuesday. So now our episodes will actually be coming out on Saturdays. Uh, this episode's written and directed by Joss Whedon, which was three out of four for the season. He'll also direct Becoming Part 2, write and direct Becoming Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we have a, a lot to talk about as far as, uh, obviously, a whole dynamic has shifted here uh, between Angel and the rest of our crew. But to get us in the mood, let's see what was going on. Oh, wait, just kidding. Remember yesterday? To get us in the mood, think about yesterday when you listened to our podcast, because the robots already did the news, and not a whole of a, hell of a lot has changed in one day. So we're not going to do the news. So let's just... Hold on, Kelly. You're saying that Karen lied about working back-to-back episodes. Come to think of it, union rules does sound suspicious when we're robots. I've been bamboozled. We're going to get right to it. No foreplay. Straight to the... Straight to the sex. You guys told me to say that, so I don't know why you're making this face now. It's just the way you said it. I tried my best, okay? Oh, no. Um, plot, real quick. Angel and Buffy obviously did the dirty, and he runs out into a alleyway screaming like you do, because we will find out later that he has lost his soul. Um, and the judge is a real terrifying thing that is happening. Here comes a new challenger! Not... There's not a whole lot of action pieces that happen in this episode because we're really just dealing with the emotional toll of Angel becoming a true monster, badder than it will turn out what to be. What do you mean the, there aren't the real judge. action pieces? Um, I'm she just, kills like, just, the judge. I know. Well, I'm getting there. Like, it's basically just Angel's loses his soul, and then we fight the judge because he's fully formed, and we blow him up with a rocket launcher, which is pretty badass. That happens, that's that's right? kind of it. It's yeah, as far as running through the plot, car. that's it. What's that do? There are a couple of firsts in this episode. Uh, Xander's military knowledge when he was briefly turned into a commando in Halloween it was first utilized um, by getting the RPG from the military base. First time we see Angelus, obviously. Uh, Willow finds out about Xander and Cordelia. And we find out, well, our, at least our gang, our Scooby gang, finds out that Jenny uh, is knows more than she put on it. She's here for to, like, I don't know, watch over Angel, I guess you would say. Buffy first choke slams her. She fucking oh man, that was such a great scene. Like, I'm coming to kill that woman and just what do you know? Right in front of the whole class and everything. And and Giles really shook by it. Yeah. What do you know? Should I get 
get the principal? No, I, I, I'll deal with this. You're, you're all dismissed. Oh. Did you do it? Did you for, change him? For God's sake, calm down. Did you know this was going to happen? You can't just go around accusing everybody. I didn't know. Exactly. As you would be. As you would be. Uh, first, Buffy and Angel fist fight. And uh, first time we find out Sunnydale has a military base. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have a military crucial, base. Crucial plot point. And in the, the middle of the night in the rain, they're drilling. They're drilling on the parking lot. As you do. As you do. I mean, shit, maybe you do. I know nothing about the military. Maybe they do that. I'm just going to say probably not. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. So first thing to get out of the way for me is um, there's no way unless Angel ripped that woman's throat out in the alley, roadhouse style, like just ripped out her entire throat section uh, and sucked the smoke from her throat that he could exhale smoke. Loved it. Um, and even if he did that, I don't think you could... Just because the way that like gas and chemicals break down, I don't think that you could even suck the the smoke out of somebody's lungs like that, even if he would have ripped her throat out to do it. But definitely could not have done it through the blood. So that always drove me nuts about this episode. Now I mean, it looks cool. It seems like an interesting thing. But yeah, it doesn't make sense because even if he swallowed the blood, he would not be able to then exhale smoke from his lungs absolutely also, didn't we establish he doesn't have a breath and stuff yep. because yeah that's always part of the problem yeah, big thing they that's all the smoke. major problem that's like well he smoked this episode he pulled out the cigarette because like, only bad guys we're about smoke. to joke oh no we're not he's really smoking he just said earlier that he doesn't smoke he yeah. can't he has no breath no breath, no breath. It seems hard to light a cigarette with no breath the only non-bad guy in the show that smokes cigarettes is faith but you could argue that she's like Anti-hero. Well, it seemed to me like they basically played fast and loose with it. Like, they do inhale and exhale, but they don't need to breathe to live. <laughs> but he can inhale cigarette smoke if he wants to. Gross. doesn't make sense that they couldn't still expand their rib cage. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's fine. Okay. But that's why Angel's whole, I don't have breath thing when Buffy dies doesn't make any sense. Because we know you can inhale and exhale and also... If you weren't turning oxygen into carbon dioxide, it would actually be more effective for you mm-hmm. to do the CPR than for Xander too. But yeah. I needed Xander to be a hero. Exactly, yeah. taking a fucking air machine that could just blow at will, like boom, right into someone's face. <laughs> like that's better than some human who it's only the lung. Could be. Yeah, come on. Yeah, he's essentially a human billows or vampire billows, I guess. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about the the big topic on the table: teen sex. That's what we're here here for. Well, half teen sex. <laughs> Half really old guy sex. Half teen sex. Yeah, that's a great point that needs to be made, as we do on this podcast. He's gross, and he's fucking old. Yeah. And everything that Angelus basically said, I think, even if Angel, the character, did not think that or feel that maybe in the moment, Angelus is pretty honest about it all, which is, I've been around this block before, girl. I've done this a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I really wanted to stick around after that. What? You got a lot to learn about men, kiddo. Although I guess you proved that last night. What are you saying? Let's not make an issue out of it, okay? In fact, let's not talk about it at all. It happened. I I don't understand. Was it me? Was I not good? (laughs) You were great. Really, I thought you were a pro. How can you say this to me? Lighten up. It was a good time. It doesn't mean like we have to make a big deal. It is a big deal. It's what? Bells ringing, fireworks, a dulcet choir of pretty little birdies? (laughs) Come on, Buffy. 
Sound like I've never been there before. <laughs> Fun Four. to see Angel not as Angelos, but as Angel rebelling against his feelings of guilt and being kind of a jerk because I think he overcompensates being nice to people because he has all these like feelings of remorse with his soul and mm -hmm. all the bad things he's done. So he's trying to make up for that. But if he had like a moment where he spiraled out and he was just like, I'm just going to say what's on my mind. I think that would be really interesting. Not in an Angelus way because he'd still have a soul, but. I think he gets that a little bit in, in Angel of the Show, right? He turns think gets so. a little more edge. He was never like Cordelia, like I've been around the block. You're yeah, not yeah. very impressive, whatever. Like he, even if that's like a thought that's yeah. niggling in the back of his mind, he would never say that to her. He would keep it all in the present tense. He would never be like, shut up. I, I did this back in 1644. Right. Like, oh my God, <laughs> you're basically mimicking the queen of whatever. Like shut <laughs> up right now. Yeah. He, although that might be in his thought process. Mm -hmm. He would never say it because Angel is not that type of person. But instead, we paint him as this like meek kind of uh, romantic type, which really Spike would fit that bill more. Yeah. And yet, he is yet. the opposite. Yeah, we don't yeah, know that he's the one that's like, "Fuck everybody! I say what I mean, like whatever I think. I don't care." Uh, but really, he's just supposed to be this romantic, oh, I'm scared and I have feelings person. That's the difference between a curse taking you and actually forming a soul. Yeah. That is like a good Angel point. didn't decide he would have been Angelus forever if he wasn't yeah, cursed. So for sure, and that, and that probably is what eats him up. Probably half the way through, is like he knows now that he has a soul, and he knows that that's the truth, and that well, probably sucks. Yeah. Something that I'm thinking about in this moment now, because I've always felt really bitter that even in the seventh season, Angel is somehow treated as better than Spike, even though they both have a soul. Even though Angel is con basically like a caged animal, like the moment that that cage is broken and he's going to be like this vicious animal that you can't control anymore and that won't have any remorse, whereas Spike was not when he didn't have a soul and went specifically to get a soul because he wanted to be worthy for Buffy, but yet somehow is still just like a vampire who's like, you know, an undead, whatever, and will never be trustworthy, unlike Angel, which doesn't make sense to me. And then I think it's interesting because we see the judge who can burn the humanity out of people. And he was like, he he notices even in the second season with Spike, like, there's humanity about you. You have human feelings, yeah. even though you're a vampire. Like, even seasons before he even thinks about getting a soul, he's already more human than Angel is in some ways. Because we see Angel, his soul's taken away, and he immediately wants to destroy Buffy. Because yeah. he doesn't have any... Like lingering feelings of affection towards her or anything. He feels gross because he felt those things and he remembers that and he's like, that makes me feel gross. I need to destroy this thing. It's uh, it's so nice. She made me feel like a human being. That's just not the kind of thing you can forgive. Exactly. Yeah. What is that in this episode? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> I only have eyes for you. They kiss and he like freaks out and takes like a bath and like Scrubbing oh. himself down because he's like, ah, that when ah. they get possessed by the yeah. ghost in the high school, that's yeah. a good episode. I know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, it's it's. I'm so happy that this happened because I love Angelus the character. I think he's just so great because Angel does feel so one note after a while. I'm Mopey. That's what I am. And you talk about him so much. It's like if you don't show us what it's like to have him <laughs> around, yeah, like you're just teasing this thing that you have no interest in actually writing, which we only can say 20 years on, but in the moment you're like, well, they do that. Well, will the they, will they? I know. So but many if they never the brought week, yeah. up Angelus period and we never saw what it was like to be Angelus, that wouldn't be out of character. You're right. For yeah. the show, it'd be like, oh, okay, we just, he's a much cooler character. Pretend there's here. lore. We're just... Pre pretend that Angelus <laughs> is evil. He's yeah. the worst vampire ever. 
But it was cool to see him because he's an asshole. He's terrible. Well, we get it immediately, right? He kills awesome. Uncle Edgar or whatever his name is. Which uh, was and great. Writes I love it on that the, scene, too. On, in blood on the wall. Was that was good for you. Was this as good for you or whatever? Was it good for you, too? Yeah. Yeah, that scene, the scene where she goes back to his apartment. Somehow doesn't know he's in the room, even though she has fucking spidey senses, but does not, in the studio apartment, doesn't know Angel's already there. Anyway, so she comes, and that's after going all the way to her house, getting to the door, and then turning around to go to his apartment. Yeah. That just drove me nuts. Anyway. But also shirtless. She should even have more spidey. Like, is he shirtless somewhere? Yes, I, I've got to be there. <laughs> naked torso. There. Where's the naked torso? I need torso? to look at his skin. Um, but he had the tattoo, though. He did. The, we, I'm glad you're tracking that, because sometimes it's not there. Um, I think this scene uh, is really up there with the scene in Prophecy Girl where Giles, I don't want to die. This between, That exchange between them, Angel taunting Buffy uh, about them having sex. And when she's like, was it me? Was I not good? It was just like, oh my God, because she's really, she doesn't know, obviously he's turned. And she really thinks this guy that yeah, I love, that I just had sex for the first time ever is treating me like this. And like, we were, were talking about a little bit before how it's hard to tap into being a teenager, remembering your first time and just like how everything did feel like the end of the world. And I, I know Joss likes to be cute about that and <laughs> how it, that's how it is for her. It's really the end of the world, but also it's teenage end of the world. So um, so it's hard to tap into that as, you know, soon to be 30 year olds. But I, I, when she said that line, I could like really instantly empathize with that. Like, I know, you know, that feeling when it's like this person's manipulating me into making me feel like I did something wrong. Yeah. But you know, you don't, you could maybe take a step back objectively and be like, I know I didn't do anything wrong, but in the, like that, that terrible feeling of like guilt and just shame and ugh. So that was really powerful. That's why this was something to look forward to. Like, yeah. I just, knowing Joss, wrote, I kind of forgot all of those things. Those episodes are heightened because he, it was well written it was well done all around <laughs> even the whole you know the Xander Willow stuff too is another sort of aspect on that t- teenage relationship stuff and it's great mm-hmm. I thought it was well done and like when Willow you know said you know you'd rather be with someone you hate than with me yeah I like just wanted to die more so than with Buffy in fact because that's even worse you didn't even you didn't even go through it it's like you didn't I don't even want to even do any of that with you and yeah. that's like Oh, it's heartbreaking. That was really hard. So yeah, and I thought she has a a bad reaction, obviously, to finding about Xander and Cordelia being together. Will it us? But I was conflating this with um, the Zeppo, or it's not the the Zeppo when she finds out, but when Willow finds out that Xander and Faith have slept together, uh, she's devastated and she cries in the bathroom. It's, it's more of the same. Xander picked someone he the evil, someone they don't like as a group and individually, supposedly, uh, to sleep with instead of being like that with Willow. Do you remember the I Hate Cordelia Club? Of which you are <laughs> the, the treasurer. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's tough. I think the thing that made that scene even more irritating for me or sad for me than just Willow's reaction to it was Xander's reaction to it because the moment that he realizes Willow saw him kissing Cordelia, he knows he's hurt her feelings because he knows she likes him and he's never done anything about it. And then for him to try to be like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Like, you know it does. That's why you were running after her immediately to be like, Willow, it's fine, it's fine, it, whatever. Like, let me smooth this over instead of just, like, letting her walk away not realizing she was upset. Well, doesn't she even call on her? Like, yeah, you knew it was wrong. You, that's why you kept it a secret. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit, you knew it was wrong. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's the best part about the whole episode is that beyond the angel shit, which is also something that happens with teenagers, and I, the show wants Angel to like have a teenage mind or whatever to be part of that, even world, though he's even not. not. Anyway, but yeah. all of those are all things we've all felt, you know, wanting to be with 
your best friend that you're not able to get with this person who dates somebody that they don't actually like consistently mm-hmm. instead of being with the person they actually want to be with and then somebody you know has sex with somebody that they love quote unquote they both say it i mean even yeah. when angel walks away and says love mm-hmm. you too or whatever oh, yeah. which was so terrible because we know the truth but for her it must be like mm-hmm. a thousand times worse um is it, it all of those mo- emotions were really well done like they all they ranged the whole spectrum and i thought it was great i thought Josh did a good job with all of them and I think we bring our own feelings to it where we see Xander, Willow, Buffy, and we you instantly think, oh, yeah, I remember that thing. I remember feeling that way. I remember all of that. Yeah. But I don't have any outsized emotion towards it. I'm not, like, crying watching this episode, you know? Yeah, it was a good bit of writing in Joss Whedon. And I think it's, it's fun watching it older, like, to imagine ourselves as Joss's age writing a show for kids. It's like, oh, I get it now. Like, that detachment is really what's important to be able to write this in an honest-ish way. And it might not resonate because maybe you don't understand kids at all, but I think what he's writing about is, like, universal. I'm sure kids today do all of these the same. I don't know what it is, but there's something about her you like. Well, she always looks nice to start with. Yeah, especially when you compare it with some of the weird characters in this place. Yoo-hoo! Jenny thinks that she has the key to popularity, parking in cars with the boys at night. When Jerry brags about taking Ginny out, he learns that she dates all the boys, and he feels less important. And Sarah Michelle Gellar obviously did an amazing job in this episode. Apparently the scene while she was crying in her bedroom, um, she had to like have a minute on set, like 30 minutes to calm the fuck down after that, because she'd worked herself up so much. I was like, this sounds right. When she puts her chunky heels in her goddamn bed again. Oh, yeah. <sighs> also, you... I heard Joss talking about the scene in the bedroom that they have when... Buffy comes back to find Angel and they had said uh, that they tried filming it in the street in Sunnydale that she found him walking around at night and she was like hey what's going on and it just kept not working and the scene didn't seem right and didn't seem right and I guess Sarah was getting really upset saying like I'm sorry I'm doing such a bad job and Joss was like this isn't your fault and so they like rethought it and put him back in the bedroom had Angel shirtless so it felt like a lot more intimate Mm. Uh, than just on the street with them like bundled up in coats or whatever the yeah. situation was and it finally worked but I thought that was interesting too that they were just gonna have her like stumble across him like walking down the street <laughs> like oh so weird. <laughs> there you, you are you it's got- like Ryan Johnson watched the scene and was like Kylo Ren we need to get that guy shirtless imagine him standing in front of some like weird store like the magic box or something and being like you didn't do it for me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like in a cup, like, what? Or that fake, no, the fake Main Street from next yeah. year. Where they, like the oh, snows yeah. and all that bullshit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine <laughs> them walking down fake Main Street That's that doesn't exist point. yet. It doesn't exist yet. So where would they have even really yeah. shot that? There's a bustling mall with thousands yeah. of people that just are milling about. <laughs> okay. But yet, where does anybody go in this town? Okay. What would we do? So, no, is it a mall? It's, it's not like a galleria. A it's a mall. Do the galleria. They, but do they say that? Because... Oz goes, oh, I know where I would line up. And then we essentially see the inside of a movie theater. Like a movie theater. That's fair. It could just be a cinema, but I feel it feels like bigger. The mall. I mean, we didn't see any stores, but we did see popcorn, definitely theaters. That's where Angel and Buffy fight at the end. Right. Movie posters, concessions. Tropicana. Brought to you by Tropicana. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. This is a Tropicana morning. Coffee can't, water can't, but the invigorating nutrition and fresh squeezed taste of Tropicana Pure Premium can make you feel like a morning person. Good morning. 
Oh, I wrote down prices because I was, like, <laughs> losing my mind. How much did it cost right. in 98? Yeah. All right, yeah. So these are the movie theater, possibly mall, concession prices. <laughs> That's all we want. In 1998. $175 for either a giant soda or a giant bottle of water, like Yikes. the liter bottle of water. $175. And then $1.25 for the big movie theater candies. Wow. Hmm. Could you imagine water at a movie theater now is like six bucks? Four twenty-five, I think, for the big Dasani. Last time I saw it, but it's probably even more than that now. Yeah. Gosh, dang! I just love how I, Tropicana must have play, paid some money because I didn't notice it. That's they really yeah. okay, yeah, because they opened yeah, that Tropicana thing and like they basically he opened it in the way that the camera went along, like up to the judge, and then sort of closed it right as the camera was about to pan away from it. I was like, wow, you really went out of your way no, I to show it. us it was this really Tropicana. Big. What? Like, is this orange juice? Like, what's going on here? So I think it is officially the movie theater inside the mall. But yeah. that also begs the question, later when we do have our main street, we have the Sunnydale Theater. We do. Which is the very prominent But that's like the art theater, theater you know? That's yeah. playing all the indie movies. That's like, true. That's so fine. we've got, like, our regal cinemas. Mm-hmm. That's where they're at. That's where they're at inside the mall. And then we have our little independently. You right. know, you can just bazooka people in there. It's fine. <laughs> to the next day. Um, Everyone was unconcerned with the bazooka thing. That was that was so much fun. We never blow anybody else up. No. Apparently they wanted it to be a tank, but that was too expensive. Go figure. <laughs> and like, what the fuck scenario is this? That I was... guess let's reverse a little bit. Maybe we can get back to all the sex later. But like, how shitty was it when Xander just knew everything? That was one of the dumbest moments of the whole show. <laughs> and like, poor Cordelia couldn't be let in on that plan, which was shit to begin with. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm why couldn't you just tell her? Am I? I know. And, and she. <laughs> I understand now why they didn't do it because Cordelia was the best part about that scene. I just hate how he's like, I just remember everything, operative plans and blah, blah, blah. Why would you, in this random costume, know anything beyond maybe like the ranks of... But it was really fun on the inside when they were inside or whatever. And she was like, do looking at big guns really make girls want to have sex? Like, really concerned about it. Like, that's scary. Just looking at big guns make you want to have sex? <laughs> she was, like, so worried about it. And he was, like, looking at the floor makes you want to have sex. Yeah. Xander and Cordelia, at the very beginning of the episode, uh, Xander's like, we need to go save Buffy. We need to go save Buffy. You guys are idiots. Why aren't we going to save mm-hmm. Buffy? Uh, and then she comes to the door. Everything's fine. But as they're leaving, Cordelia takes a, a jab at Xander and is like, you can't read unless it's one of those I can read books, which is like a phonics thing or something. And he mm-hmm. looks really, really fucking upset, like in a way that's not ironic or sarcastic. Mm-hmm. He makes this face that's like, can you believe this girl treats me like this? Like really, really mad. And I was like, so pissed off at him for acting like that. Oh, because all you that. guys do is, is it, all he does is punch, but can't take it. Like all he, he can dish it all day to her. It can't take it. I'm just like, you whiny fuck boy asshole. Like, well, I, can't I would believe say you. that that's absolutely him. He's yeah, a for sure. Whiny fuckboy asshole. I, yeah. see, I didn't catch yeah. that particularly. I didn't see his face on that either. That but is, wrote, is mean to Cordelia because oh, she's yeah. wearing that like sweater set situation, and he's like, "I'm gonna need you to wear something trashy." Mm. Er. Er. Yeah. yeah. And like it's like really her tennis outfit so it's revealing and gross. <laughs> like a high cut shirt with a sweater over it. Like mm-hmm. really, it's tough. I mean, right. it's really it's really frustrating for me because I don't like Xander as a character, and I also don't find Nicholas Brendan a person attractive. So I don't see any appeal for Xander. Like, I don't see him as being like, oh, yeah, he's kind of a crappy person, but at least he's hot situation. I just don't get it. <laughs> so to have I Willow. He was attractive. 
like swooning over him and then to have Cordelia wanting to make out with him and then him treating them both like garbage just like really uncompelling for me especially like further in when we get Willow cheating on Oz for Xander and I'm like why would you do that Oz is way cuter than Xander Oz is in a band and he's been so nice to you from day one and Xander's treated you like garbage for years they want it both ways they want to pretend like there's four people that live in Sunnydale so there's no choices right yeah but then they want it to be big enough that it can house a military enter Scott Hope and I'm involved with someone Scott. Joss Whedon cast um, what's his name? Mal from Firefly. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. And when I first saw Firefly, I was in high school and I remember thinking, why would they pick someone so ugly <laughs> to be the lead? Like, I don't see Nathan Fillion's appeal Fillion. even a little. And now, now, like, looking back, I'm like, what a cute little baby Nathan Fillion. I didn't think he looks <laughs> cute then, but now he's still unattractive. And so he's, like, only retroactively attractive. Every man that oh, worked he's on super this show. Did. But so, like, in retrospect, now I'm like, okay, I see I see why he was cute. Like, I see why they would cast but him. But you don't see that And I keep waiting for that to happen with Xander, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> I think a lot of people listening to this would disagree with you. I know. Well, I, heard, I disagree with you. I heard someone so. on the radio actually talking about, this was a couple of years ago, but like a throwback to um, Buffy because they were talking about some sort of anniversary or something and the co-hosts were talking and they couldn't decide whether they liked Buffy and Angel better or whether they like shipped Xander with someone and someone was saying that they thought Xander was the cutest person on the show and I just remember thinking like, bullshit. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, I think I think James Marsters kind of wins. I know, but they were just like, "Oh, Xander, he's so dreamy. He was like the perfect like nerdy guy to cast." And I'm like, "In what world?" You joined the swim team to impress me. You were so courageous, and you looked really hot in those speedos. (laughs) And I want you to know that I still care about you, no matter what you look like. And and we can still date, or or not. I mean. I understand if you want to see other fish. Spike is definitely the most attractive one. He's so I don't know what. So it's like personal taste. Who knows? Weird. Yeah. It's like Weird. it's a subjective. <laughs> Attraction's different for everybody. Yes. I don't know. Weird. So Oz's, this is not important. Oz's van is blue. And I think we've already seen it be zebra striped. And now yes. it's blue. So uh, I think she brought up a great point, which is that other vans exist in the world. And that's not. No, it's the same van. Because Willow's even like, Oz has a van. Oh, and that was so sad when she was like, Who cares? make out with me. And he's like, no, I don't You mean to. the that cutest? That was my favorite no, moment no, in this whole sad. episode. Oh, no, it was sad in, in Willow, for Willow's sake. But it was right. For, I don't think it was for... sad for Willow. I think that was like, seeing her face, like that was the moment that she was like, I really like this guy. No, 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 I know. But like, but her, he was right in his assumptions as to why. Yeah. And that's what's sad. Like she would have done that. Not because she didn't like Oz, but that she did want to stick to Xander. Mm-hmm. And I think even just having her called out for that is the best part about Oz. Like exactly. Calling yeah. out the bullshit. Cordelia's not going to really do that. I mean, they do that by their yelling, but they get turned on by calling each other out. So it's like they can just keep being contradictions and still be attracted to one another. But I like that, that Oz is like, no, I don't, I'm not going to 
not really into that. I, I want to kiss you because you want to kiss me, not because I just want to make out with you. Well, and he did it in a good way that didn't like hurt her feelings. Like, I see what you're doing and I'm not into it, but, you yeah. know, let me know when you're All ready. her smiling. She was just smiling all the time. And I was like, just look at her. Just look at her. We're looking at her. She's smiling. She's so cute. Ah, <laughs> they're just the cutest people in the world. It's true. I know. And okay. Seth Green is just killing it. Looking forward. So just anything else fine. about Willow and Oz? Because so far we've done Xander Cordelia, Xander Willow, Buffy Angel, obviously. Yeah, it's rough. What about Giles and Jenny? We're hitting the rocks again. Do we... I don't that's know. A, I didn't even write one. anything down for them. It was, it was brief. I mean, it was, it was basically... When, well, no, when Jenny walked in and was like, I want to help. And she was yeah. like, leave. And I was like... And Giles was like, leave. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that. Oh, oh, yeah. That was good. It was amazing. And it hurt. It hurt deep down so we were just coming back together i know we're just getting over the dark They're ages which gonna, was like 400 years never ago never gonna pull it back ago. together i didn't realize it was so rocky at the end they were such mm-hmm. a such a hot couple and i mean went down the hill really quick. i think giles's anger is super justified more so than jenny being like i need some space after the dark age which felt really contrived to me because she's just been so chill and like ready to roll with the punches yeah but so to have jenny try to act like everything's normal it's like you've been lying to literally everyone you put buffy in a dangerous position and you didn't tell giles who you know like buffy's his whole world he needs to take care of her you you know that giles in a terrible position and like the whole thing sucks and well giles when she said that he was like what you know, he was taken off guard, too, mm-hmm. after Buffy chokeslammed her, which well, was and I don't, fuck. I don't understand why it would have been problematic for Jenny to be like, just so you know, like, the reason why I'm here is because uh, I need to watch Angel. And this is something we need to look out for. If he has his one moment of happiness, he's going to lose his soul. You know, like... But I you think need she Uncle was, to tell us yeah. that expositionally to give us story. I know, but wouldn't it make more sense if we had a good like scene between them than like this like awkward scene with her uncle with a terrible accent? I think she was trying yeah. to play the the observer thing like as far as she could. Like if I just do nothing and just make sure nothing's happening, it'll be fine. And then it was like, oh, oh shit, it happened, and now it's too late. That was. The one. I mean, you could only yeah, do that insofar as then you start dating Giles, and you're no longer an observer. Yeah, you're not just a teacher in Buffy's class. It's a great point. Once you're actually involved in her life, it's like I should tell her the truth. What was so weird then about everything that happened before? Like, curses are real. Then you know that you got cursed. It's cool. Giles took care of you. He was cool. Why did you have to go away forever? Why couldn't you have just been like ah? Oh. I don't know. But v, man. They'll He's... probably reconcile before she dies horribly. Jenny. I'm sorry, Rupert. Angel was supposed to pay for what he did to my people. And me? What was I supposed to be paying for? I didn't know what would happen until after I swear I would have told you. So it was me. I did it. I think so. I mean... I don't understand. The curse. If Angel achieved true happiness, even just a moment of... He would lose his soul. But how, how do you know you were responsible for, for... Oh. If there's anything... That... Curse him again. I think something that gets overshadowed, because we dealt with this in the last episode, is it's Buffy's birthday. Right. Or the day after Buffy's birthday. <laughs> because of course it is. Uh, but it, So it's interesting, because... At the beginning, we see Buffy who comes home after her night of passion with Angel. Ooh, speaking oh, speaking of, did we need to see the sex nice. scene? Did we? But 
the uh, the actual moaning voices is Joss Whedon and uh, sound editor oh, uh, no. because Joss Whedon was too embarrassed to ask uh, Sarah, Sarah to and, and David to make the sounds. Weird noises. I, I, Joss I, I, I'm and on Cindy. Board. I'm on board with that decision. Cindy That's Rabideau fine. is her name, by the way. Anyway, okay. good. continue. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so I yes. think it's interesting because at the beginning, Joyce sees Buffy and she was like, you just look, um, and then like doesn't finish her sentence, right? She's like, something's off. Like I can sense something has happened. And uh, then, but then we see her again at the end and she closes the episode and um, Buffy says like, did you have a good time? And Buffy says, I got older. And then she was like, really? You look the same to me. And I was like, clearly you didn't think that. What? Yesterday. <laughs> you look. This I morning. Was, I know, and I said, you look, what, radiant? <laughs> Glowing? Full of life. Freshly fucked? Ah! <laughs> oh, that was terrible. That was so terrible. Joyce didn't get a real cake because she was too she fucking lazy? She also didn't get a real cake. Did, That's oh, the most important part. I feel like what we need to say first is... Kelly, when we were watching this, she's like, oh, yeah, Joyce is a good mom. Like, one of her only redeeming scenes before we get um, Dawn in the picture. And then we're watching it, and and Kelly was like, actually, she's kind of the worst. Before we get Dawn in a season and a half, like, probably in the beginning of... Yeah. Season season five. five, Oh, my God. (laughs) You wrote Joyce off pretty much until her death. Yeah. yeah. She's a great mom to Spike and a great mom to Dawn and a great mom to everybody except for Buffy. Um, I was, I think I was conflating this with a scene that might have already happened when they're on the porch and they're talking yeah. about like, bo- yeah, it's at the end when of the When they're Ted. eating the yeah, green the snap yeah, yeah, that's what I was It's basically the same, of. except that this time she's just a disappointment by saying, oh, sorry, I didn't have time to bake you a real cake. But I'll take you shopping in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Was like, and, and I didn't get you any presents. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, and she didn't buy you any And you didn't realize like the, the, like darkness of your own kid when it's like oh yeah make a wish you know as 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 normal people do I they blow, wanna... i'll let it burn yeah. oh yeah like, oh, that's that was fine. so be- bizarre and then joyce was like okay come here honey let's we're well, actually socks. buffy leaned in so <laughs> yeah. joyce oh, yeah. but still they're just watching this ridiculous yeah, if your kid is looking and... dejected and you're in like just let it burn these endless days are finally ending in a place and we are caught So I was going to look up Angel, just because this is Angel's for the first time, get more backstory on him. But then I was like, he has a whole five seasons of a TV show. If you want to know more about Angel, watch Angel the Show. And his Wikipedia page is nuts because it's basically just like a synopsis of every episode condensed. What are you doing? Oh, no. So instead of a history of Angelus, I just want to briefly run through his known aliases slash things that he's been called because it's long. Oh. The one with the angelic face. That's going to be one of them. Sure is. <laughs> Someone calls him the one with the angelic Yeah, well, face. that's how they, we introduce him in, mm-hmm. in the episode Angel. Giles is reading his book, Angel or the one with the angelic face. I don't know what I just did there, but. Um... Goodbye, every listener from England. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> I blocked that out mentally. So Liam was his given name, no last yeah. name. 
Uh, and then obviously Angela and Angela. Why can't we bring that back? Why can't we just start calling him Liam? He looks like a Liam. He does look like a Liam. Maybe we could. Can we just start calling him Liam? I mean, I'm not gonna. Twilight, <laughs> Angel I'm Cakes. Try to remember this. Angel Cakes, dear Did boy. Did you say Twilight? Yeah, that's what his name is in the comics because he is he's the a, comics. It's a super villain called Twilight in mm-hmm. the comics. And it's, yeah, it's great though. Uh, Daddy, isn't it great, Kelly? By Drusilla, it is something. The scourge. Wait, of we're years. just saying what people have intermittently uh, yeah. called him. Yeah, Daddy's I'm gonna, fine. The, okay. Yeah, it's, right. I'm gonna. I, it's on here. What can I do? It's sure. on here. Sure. It the Scourge is. of Europe, the vampire with a soul, the one with the angelic face, the cryptic guy, Brian Jensen, Herb Saunders, Mr. Distance, <laughs> Angel Jones, Leonard Taubman. Captain Durrell. Forehead. That one's not on here, but that totally should be. Uh, Angel Jones, Leonard Taubman, Geraldo Angel, Angel Beast, Jadon, which what? <laughs> Wilhelm Frankenstein, Overbite, Mr. Billowy Coat, Mr. I'm So Tortured, King of Pain, Dark Avenger, Dead Boy, Angry Puffy, Poof. Angie, Captain Forehead, oh, it is on air. Mr. Leather Jacket, Fang Boy, Atlas, Darth Vampire, Gormless, Tit, Brood Boy, Hero, and Peaches. I feel like more than half of them. What about Salty Ander. Goodness? Um, yeah, that's, that yeah, one is not. That's a good one. But yeah, it does say who said it next to each oh, other. Oh, I so. feel like Xander said a lot of those. Xander's Mr. Leather Jacket, Dead Boy. Spike is the one who said oh, Captain Spike Forehead. Is pro- yeah, yeah, Spike and Xander are probably and Nancy Boy. 70% of that here. list, for sure. Yeah. That was great. So there you go. That was so that good. That was really fun. That was like the best thing that's ever happened in this podcast. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you bring a little of it. But Mr. Salty Good, yeah, we yeah. did. Come on. Slacking. Also, what is, uh, he's, um... I suppose some girls might find him good looking. If they have eyes. All right, he's a honey, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's the, where's you know, the honey? Buffy Summers? Honey. Honey. So... Did anybody learn anything from this episode? Any morals we want to take away? No morals on Teen Sex Day? I know. Use protection or you might lose your soul. I don't think a condom would have saved him. I don't think a condom could have helped. And I don't think vampires can't have babies, right? Protect your heart. Except for Angel. God, that's right. But yes, that is the rule. That's like they didn't have protection. No. You don't think. No. Right? No, I highly doubt it. I highly because doubt it. Because he made a point, like, two episodes before, saying, like, I can't have kids. Right. So she was like, open season. Open season. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Don't have to worry about those STDs he's been carrying around since the 1500s. She's got to be riddled with all kinds of Riddled. STDs. Riddled. <laughs> Absolutely. Or just bounces I mean, off of him. Like we I, know what... Um, Darla was dying from, and he had sex with her for like 200 years. Yeah. Yeah. It was syphilis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Buffy absolutely has syphilis, which thankfully is a curable (laughs) disease. No, no, curable. It's curable. Thank you, antibiotics. Yeah, it's curable in the 21st century. What a great soundbite. Or the 20th. (laughs) From if the apocalypse comes to beat me. Buffy definitely has syphilis. (laughs) Well, thank God I'm the moral center for this podcast because I learned something. Oh, God, thank God. Getting older is hard. Relationships are hard. (laughs) And loving someone is hard. But you gotta go through it, and it's gonna be okay. We That's all need to have that pain. Fifteen-year-old sentiments. Yeah. What do you learn as an adult? None well, of this really matters. Yeah. What you learn it's as an adult okay. is if you have sex with somebody and they blow you off, you get over it really fast, and you don't really care. Unless you hang around making sad dog eyes at them, and then eventually they'll get murdered by your charges. Three yeah. hundred-year-old boyfriend who turned evil. True. That is true. Also, yeah. you probably, as an adult, wouldn't wait two years to have sex with someone. I definitely would not. 
No. And if you had sex with somebody on like a bed, don't go back to that bed. Because like that's going to make you sad. Yeah. Stay away from that bed. You won't think about it. <laughs> Get a new bed. Throw your <laughs> bed out, folks. <laughs> also, don't have sex in your bed. Like, I mean, come on. The first time what? you're going to have sex, go have sex somewhere else. What? Why? Have sex at some other pe- person's house. Why? At an alternate location. Why? Well, because if that? it goes terrible, then you don't have to like constantly look at his bed or go to his house like Puffy did to look at his bed and like oh my his clothes are so okay, bad. Okay but she didn't go sad. out of her way to look at his bed. This is terrible advice. No she did. She walked in and like went right over and it, nothing had changed which proved that he had not come back and oh, he was still gone right because the mm-hmm. the clothes was still sitting like almost off the thing. Yeah. Notice, yeah. Anyways then he was there. He was waiting there probably for hours and hours and hours on end just to do that. He was sitting there shirtless in his closet waiting for Buffy to show up. This is the most watched episode or highest rated ranking, whatever, like Nielsen rating episode oh. of Buffy ever. Uh, 8.2 million viewers. Maybe it's that double episode. It might be. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they hyped the share that like oh, Buffy's okay. moving to a new time starting tomorrow. Everything you know about Buffy and Angel is going to change. Buffy! It's a story so powerful. It takes two nights to tell. I love you. I try not to, but I can't stop. Starting Monday, January 19th at 9, 8 central, all Hellmouth breaks loose. I haven't seen anything yet. Then the exciting conclusion on Tuesday, January 20th at 8, 7 central is just the beginning as the Slayer stakes out her new night in time. Now you can have your nightmares a whole hour earlier. For the premiere of the WB New Tuesday. Things are about to get very interesting. Someone Buffy knows, someone she trusts, is about to turn on her. No! The Buffy two-night event begins next Monday. You wanted that. to watch it on Tuesdays? Well, guess what? It's fucking on Tuesdays now. We're going to jokes go. about it later. Yeah. You like teen sex? Here we go. Oh, let's yell stuff. You want to yell stuff? Got some stuff I to yell? I just did. Teen sex, here we go. <laughs> Not that ever again, please. What's happening? If you hurry, I'll run you to school. Joyce, what the fuck was the alternative? Were you going to make her walk? Were you going to make her catch the bus? Like, it's such an inconvenience to take your daughter to school? Joyce, you're the worst. Do you guys steal weapons from the army a lot? Fun? At Willow's? Yeah. She's a fun machine. Oh, what was Xander and Willow's plan to take out the judge? They were all like, we gotta go save Buffy, we gotta save Buffy, and die horribly instantly? I don't really think that was a plan. That was just sentiment. That scene with Drusilla when she's counting the stars and then Spike is trying to be so patient. He was like, (laughs) you can't see the stars. That's the ceiling. And also, it's day. And I was just dying. I put that as well. It's amazing. And then on top of that, not only was she like, I reject your reality, but by the way, I named them all the same name and now we're all really confused. (laughs) I felt like that was my own thing. I know. That's what I was going to go. And then I was like, wait, that wasn't really your own thing. No... Kelly, but a 400-pound wino did offer to wash my hair. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's on bus depot. True happiness is Buffy's Buffy's area. See, I we didn't even talk about this during the teen sex. Like, he... Okay, so he's... He <laughs> loves how her. you're going to refer to it as? I don't really know what else to say. I didn't want to say Buffy's vagina, because that's gross. It's just... I, now I feel weird. See? <laughs> See, we've seen... We've said the words teen sex way too many times to then say Buffy's vagina. Yeah. Yeah, let's. I don't think you could have said that anyway. Oh no, let's stick with teen sex. (laughs) Anyway, but like, why is that the moment? He's so fucking 
pathetic. Like, that's the moment. Like, that's that's the happiest you can be is having sex with a child. Yeah. yeah. This sense. is episode one of What's Wrong with Joss Whedon and Sex. Yes. This is an anthology. <laughs> Join us next time. In likely the next episode. Yeah, probably there's <laughs> a thousand iterations of this, yeah. You want to hurt her like you hurt me. Well, I just thought that was so good because then Angel was like, nobody knows me better than you, Drew. And I was like, holy shit, that's the most real thing he's ever said on the show. Yeah, that is true because he drove her insane and then murdered her. Which I think, one, yes, makes her crazy. But then two, also, I think gives her a unique perspective into what he what he's into and like her and angel have this weird relationship that i think makes spike really uncomfortable because he can't compete with it in any way like we we all knew that joss whedon was going to kill spike early Mm -hmm. um but apparently they were gonna have angel kill him in this episode Mm. that would have been really interesting i would have been sad because i like spike but like it would have thematic can you imagine hammering home how much of a monster angel like not only did he kill uncle edzio or whatever his name is and kind of a cool ass character he took him out yeah and then yeah to kill spike because to, to have Drusilla for himself, which I think was stupid, because I don't think he would care that much. But like, just to be like, shut the fuck up, Spike, and then kill him. Like the, the last one I have is Giles and Buffy in the car was really sweet. I liked it when oh, she yeah. was really sad, and he was like, "Oh, we didn't do Giles for Buffy, me." But I guess this is basically it. Yeah, if you're looking for me um, to, to be mad at you, no, I or don't make you any... feel guilty, or and also he caught on really quick, which I really appreciated. Like you could have made this a really slapstick, weird really weird episode where Giles is like trying to catch up with like kids have sex these days Mm -hmm. but it was really nice to have it be pretty clear right away and you know he didn't get it right off the bat which is so Giles Mm -hmm. but he did catch on pretty quickly which is really good and he didn't make Buffy feel terrible and and also like friendship levels I know we're going to get into it but I loved how Willow was protecting her I love how Giles protects Buffy and like they're trying they just go out of their way to make her feel like this was not your fault this is not a terrible thing friendship level for well me is I 10 think it was 10. nice Amazing. because Giles is always like the voice of reason mm-hmm. and reasonableness and like doing measured things and I like that he was like yeah you acted rashly but you could not have known how this would have ended mm-hmm. yeah it I mean you made a choice that any person would and expect similar consequences and that you know wasn't in the cards for you but that's mm-hmm. not on you it's like just like the perfect uh parent reaction you it would is. want any anybody mm-hmm. that is talking to a young younger person that's having something having sex for the first time like that's the reaction you want like i understand and i'm just here to support you yeah and everything's okay also like, jaws doesn't even just need to say it it's like buffy you act you act rashly every day <laughs> everything you do is rash <laughs> But in this you case, don't think through anything. it's okay. Like you, you did the thing that I think most people would do. I'm not going to be mad at you. And well, I was, and oh, I think it's good that okay. he reiterated, like, I know you loved him. He obviously mm-hmm. loved you. That was obvious. so many times he's shown that he loves yeah. him. And I love that. Yeah. Because he can't say it anymore because he's a demon, but he's shown you that he loves you. Oh, another great Angelus moment in this episode, I thought, was when he goes to the factory for the, for the first time and he's talking to Drusilla and Spike and he's like, because I'm the good guy and, and I stop evil or whatever oh, yeah. he says. It's just like so <laughs> that perfect. so fun. It is kind of perfect. It's <laughs> exactly what And they were like, what oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> just like a fun little meta moment. It reminded me of the Zeppo a lot. Yeah. So it was nice. The only other thing I have is the, the relative power of crosses. Angel yeah. really freaks out. Well, yeah. <laughs> and Jenny, why didn't you bum rush him with the cross? What's going on, girl? Yeah. You're just standing there, just literally waiting. holding it like at her face. Like yeah. you couldn't get any further away from Angel at this point. So yeah. that was bad. Okay. Well, it's been fun. Let's prank this sucker. Let's, Let's do it. Do it. I'm excited. Willow hacks. 
nothing. I don't think there's anything going on in this episode. I, think it's I don't fine. think there's a computer insight, except for Jenny does say. Doesn't Jenny say, I'll get on the net? I'll and get on the net. And she look does. Because I pointed that out and I was like, write it down, write it down. She That's does. I, I did write it down. Has everyone reassured Giles that they're on it, they're on it, they're on it, everyone's actually doing something? And Jenny's like, oh yeah, I'm on the net. <laughs> so should I give an extra point? Should I give more than five? Because there's not a computer. You should give four. Like, why does this show up? Jenny, get out of here. Five it is. Joyce gets go. a four. Because I, at once she both tries and refuses to try. Like yeah. I, She's like, I did. I got you cupcakes at the store on my way home. Uh, well, just her physical embodiment being there is nice. She wasn't working late at the gallery like she normally does. So well, late she enough showed she up. couldn't bake a cake. <laughs> So still worse, like, she's more bad than good. Giles, level Giles, we get a nine. Yeah, that's good. This coat. Giles Mobile, he takes his glasses off when talking about sex. That's, like, classic Giles. I'm uncomfortable. I, I take my glasses off. <laughs> you know there's a Tumblr dedicated to Giles taking his glasses off, I bet right? there is. Big bad monster of the week. Uh, I love the judges we talked about last week. But also fucking Angelus. The big bad of the season has appeared. Yeah. Angelus, the character, is in our lives now. And I'm so fucking happy because he's such a cooler character than Angel. But on a personal level, this is a show about I slept with somebody and now he doesn't call me anymore. Angel? The judge. Did he really need to be there? He didn't need to be there. Don't make him the most... Omnipotent, crazy, bad falter. guy ever. Just make it like a bug. That's like it's fine. They they always do these. They have these crazy, overpowered villains for one or two episodes. Like in season three, uh, the first evil, the first who is the yeah. bad guy to end all bad guys, who shows up in season seven again, rightly. Mm-hmm. But they just gave him a one-off episode. The first torments angel to try to kill himself. Yeah. And it's like this is supposed to be the root of all evil, the worst thing that could ever happen, and you're gonna have a. For the monster of the week, yeah. like what the fuck? So and tomorrow it'll be a bug. I'm so glad they brought it back for season seven. <laughs> but it was sure, totally love those bug. big bad bug episodes. I mean, <laughs> it could have been a bug. It just could have been a bug. It could have been a bug. Like there's nothing to say. It couldn't have been a bug. Uh, relationship goodness or badness? I gave it a five. Oh, I give it a ten out of ten. I was going to give it a really low rating because wow. if you because you could really spin it either way, right? You'd be yeah. like, yes, Willow is supportive of Buffy. So is Giles. Amazing. But also, Angel rips Buffy's heart out. Like. I don't consider him. Xander, a part I don't think that group. counts anymore because he's now the big bad. And I, I don't consider him a friend. So <laughs> he's not part of the friend group. Yeah, like I don't feel anything when Xander is like a dick, whereas I feel so much when Willow is ex- like protecting yeah. Buffy. And like, for me, that just clouds all of my judgment. I would have given it a ten, and you would have said, "But what about everyone being terrible?" I'd be like, "Shut up." See, I wish I, no I, I wish I would have had your counter argument when I was doing this because, like I said, I was going to put it even lower, but I wanted to put it even higher because this yeah. episode ended up being. Way lower than I thought it was going to be, which bummed me out, so I had to fix everything. That's good. Um, <laughs> episode specific. Specific. Episode specific. Leave it in. Do not edit that out. <laughs> What's that do? 10 of 10. Because <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> we used a fucking rocket launcher to kill someone. And that Absolutely was really absurd that Buffy knew how to handle that. And the, the entire concept of... What is it? He can't be killed by anything that's been Any forged. Any weapon forged, yeah. No weapon forged. We're playing fast and loose with the word forged. Well, and it's supposed to be because, like, when it's that so was so old-timey. Yeah. I know, but still. That was then. This is now. This is now. Rocket launcher time in the mall. Slash movie theater. Everyone's fine. No one was running around. No one's concerned. No one. No one was. They were fine. Everything was fine. <laughs> no one got called. No cops showed up. So. Um, so that's 45? Which puts this at number three for the season for me. Yeah. 
behind School Hard, which is still number one somehow. <laughs> not that it's not a bad episode, of, but oh, holy season, shit. I, right, I realized when I was rewriting these rankings to put it in my new notebook that uh, I really painted myself into a corner. So so I've ranked it like eight times and I keep moving it because I can't decide where I want to put it. Because like this episode has some really good points, but also like I don't really think about it. When well, as I think... we discussed, not a whole lot happens. Yeah, but other I don't... than like a really big thing happens, so it's a I weird know. mix. I know, but so I'm looking at it and I was like, well, maybe I'll just put it above surprise because it was better than surprise. I liked it better than surprise. Right. Way better than surprise. But then I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait, but how could it be worse than Inca Mummy Girl? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, point. well, maybe I'll put it under Inca Mummy Girl. Which, uh, by the way, puts it up like five for more surprises. Jesus. And then Ooh. I just decided I'm going to put it above Inca Mummy Girl. I'm so. thinking Station might have the craziest list yeah. at the end of it all. <laughs> for sure. Like the most regretted well, Literally, list. My, my moment on this Innocence one was like, what scene is cuter between Olo, Olo, Oz and Willow when he's like, who is that girl when she's dressed up like an Eskimo? Or well, when he was it. like... Freeze frame. Will What's going to get lost <laughs> is that a year from now, you will forget why you ranked it that high. It's true. It I'm was literally like... for that reason. And you'll be like, why is this this high? Oh, shit. I've oh. made a mistake. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. I'm looking at my rankings and I'm like, I know I'm ranking these each episode, oh but something's God, gone astray. Yeah. Suddenly my system doesn't seem so arbitrary after all. <laughs> we are taking really crazy chances. Your Yours is the, by far the best. Oh, mine's tracked. Got all my it's changes good. tracked. It's very good. All right. But yeah, so my official ranking for Innocence is number nine out of 26. 26. Yeah. One below school hard and one above income on my girl. Innocence was dope. I really enjoyed all of it. I liked everything about it. I had a great time watching it. Great. That's what we're here for. One can hope. I'm thinking of all the great Buffy episodes, and this is one of the best of season two. It is, absolutely. And I wasn't really prepared for it because um, Surprise is one of way worse than what I thought it would be. That episode was garbage. This one's great. This one, I think, is the highest rating one I've had. Number 30. Holy crap. Out of Higher 137. Whoa. I think Prophecy Girl is close. I think it's like 35 or so. You know, I don't and think that's a bad pick. There. Well, that's why I, I really love this episode. And I'm regretful that my... Like, so I was like, shit, this is behind <laughs> School Hard. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't put that in my top 30, I would think. Yeah. So. Yeah, this one is... I like it being at the, at the very end because it's going to hem in all the great episodes that I know are coming. But I don't know. I don't, I don't always think of this one as one of those. I thought of some of these episodes this season as better than they are. And then well, like, even just thinking about better. the Angelus as villain episodes, like the one where Jenny dies is above that yeah. for me. Passion, which yeah. is coming up. The season finale is good, too. This one's really good. good. I just don't think it's like Angel is my 50. That was like my, I made that choice a long time ago. Like, all right, this is a great episode. It's one of the best ones of season one. I like Angel as a concept. Here's a waypoint for me. Is this better than Angel? Yeah, it's way fucking better than Angel. Yeah. Angelus is great. Is he 20 greater than Angel? Yeah, he's fucking 20 greater. Yeah. So that works for me. So will it come back to bite me? Sure. Will I have to put something better than this at 31? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's worth it. I think, I think it's a, a fine one. choice. I've made a lot you of bad ones so far. I've made very this is, different choices. This is my best like, choice Is I've it made. 20 better than Angel? Yeah, and I'm like, interesting, because I put Angel as number four. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so no. it's five worse than Angel for me right now. <laughs> And what does that then for me compounded? Like, oh, it should be way well, lower. I just, you know, I yeah, think it's weird. Innocence is good because of what it means will come. Like, the parts mm. of Angel 
or, or the parts of Angelus that I like as a villain we don't see yet. Like, we see him yeah. be mean to Buffy. He killed whatever his name is. Aragorn. Ezio. We don't care about him. I don't give like, a shit about I call him, him Uncle Exposition. I don't give a fuck about that guy. Him killing Willow's fish, the creepy pictures yeah. that he leaves on Buffy's pillow. That's all of that yeah. stuff. But writing on the wall and black. The writing him on the wall. being that weird creepy stalker where he gets um Buffy's mom to like invite him in, oh, pretending yeah. to be Completely like a, agree. Ooh, that's a really great scene. A tutor or whatever. Happens in passion. Yeah, well anyways, like oh. those are all so much better and I like that from Angelus as a villain more than what we see here. Yeah. So Well we get a taste of that too where he's in the school or is that phases? And that's a that's his yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where is it going to come? Yeah, when Jenny's that like, was, get back. Je- yeah, right. That was genuinely yeah, well, creepy. Why don't you come over here? It was yeah. creepy. Oh, yeah. and when she started walking. That was a really affecting scene, guys. Yeah. I was, I mean, I knew what was going to happen, but I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe. He's like, scary as fuck. And, but I, not only that, just, again, Joss, good job. The way you like panned out and like showed her like walking was really good and him in shadows was great and, and Xander uh, being like and turning around like and turning oh, around no. which is really cool like just him like having a second thought about all of it yeah Th- that's that's it then innocence in the bag season two episode 14 we're a real podcast in case you didn't know and you can follow us on places like twitter at beamypod or tumblr at beamypod uh we also have a website beamypod.wordpress.com uh we also have a spotify playlist beat me fun time for podcast fans Fun time. Fun time. <laughs> Beat me hyphen fun time for podcast fans. Podcast listeners, we'll figure it out. Season two. <laughs> we'll never figure it out. Is that part Maybe of the title? Maybe you should write podcast that down. Podcast listeners, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, which will have music from every episode we've watched so far that's available on Spotify, as well as any uh, music that's referenced by our robots. But not the news today, because we already did it last We already did it yesterday. Yesterday. And again, to hammer on that, since the schedule for Buffy switched... Way back in 1998, from Monday to Tuesdays, we will not be switching from Fridays to Saturdays. Obviously, you're listening to this episode on Saturday, so you already know that. But we will be back next Saturday, on the 27th, to talk about Season 2, Episode 15, Phases. Thank you so, so much for listening to us. Please talk to us at Gmail, BeatMePod. Twitter, like I said, you can do that. Do all those things. Talk to us. Please talk to us. Because you're so great. We like you so much. We do. Daniel, say goodbye. See ya. Say say goodbye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Scooch. Who is innocent? Is irrelevant in the world today? I shake my head in disbelief. The killer walks again, freed by evil men in their dark charade. This can't be happening. A mother selfish by the child's homicide. Can't you be to blame? The suited vulture circling. <laughs> if you really love me, you would leave me. <laughs> you have to let him go, June. Nope, nope, you didn't do that good. <laughs> oh my God. You didn't even try. You have to come back. You have to come back. You have to come back, Kate. You have to come back. You have to come back. God. I don't know what you pick up her back half or <laughs> Jesus Christ. You see what you got yourself into, little bubby. <laughs> She looks so upset. <laughs> no. That was ridiculous, Jim. Please walk away. <laughs> Just screaming. You have so to come back. And upset, puppy. You, you look like you're tired. You should probably go to sleep. Why are you pushing so hard on me? We have to go back, Kate. <laughs> oh no! Oh shit. <laughs>
We have to go back! <laughs>